This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Thursday, December 14th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you a little late today. You can blame the basketball game last night. Varsity game scheduled for 7.30. Tip-off, 8.50. I don't know. Got home past my bedtime. So we're struggling a little bit today, but we've got uh, Mark Porter and Bill Curlick coming there's plenty of news, fast and furious, recruiting transfer portal. Uh, the Buckeyes met with the media yesterday, so we will discuss that. But first, you know what's first, Santa Baby. The season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using code BUCKNUTS for 20% plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. Obviously, it is gift time. These would make a great stocking stuffer. Uh, the younger generation tends to favor these. I have two sons, one. 17 121. They love these things. There's also a weed whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer for dad and grandpa. There's Manscaped Boxers 2.0 to keep your pouch calm, cool, and collected. And they've got these new shears 3.0 nail grooming kit, which is tremendous. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bucknuts at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BUCKNUTS. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. And again, those make great gifts. Here are two more gifts to Buckeye Nation. William J. Curlick and Mark Porter. Gentlemen, we are legally obligated to discuss every quarterback with name recognition that enters the transfer portal, given this is Ohio State. Yesterday, MAA Leak Murphy, Malik Murphy, two A's from Texas. I think theoretically he was their backup quarterback. 
to Quinn Ewers and uh, Arch Manning behind him, has entered the transfer portal. He will not be in the college football playoff. Immediately, Bucknuts Nation reacted. Bill, do you think Malik Murphy will be coming to Ohio State? Well, in a word, um, I guess I would say that uh, I don't think that's likely. How about that? Not likely. I guess that's, that's five words, words, but go Not ahead. Likely. Yeah. Um, I think right now they want to watch and see what happens with people in the portal, but more importantly, what happens with their own roster. They have Devin Brown, who I think um, they like, and I think um, they like Lincoln Keenholz for that matter. And they've got Tristan Gebbia on the roster too. Uh, they're going to have Air Nolan on the roster come January. So I think the focus for the time being is what happens in the next two weeks. And two weeks from tomorrow, they play a game, and we'll see what happens with Devin Brown. But I think there's some reason to believe that he's going to go out and perform well. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not looking, that they don't have a plan. I think that they always – have a plan for everything, and that's what they're they're doing right now. Um, the transfer portal's got plenty of time left, too. They've got until early January, and then you've got a period after that, after the uh, um, college football playoff games, where kids can then, from those teams, enter the portal. So uh, we're only in the second week of the portal. There's plenty of time. That's a good point, Bill. There's going to be, uh, let's call it a second exodus um, from the four uh, college football playoff teams. And as Bill mentioned, those guys are not subject to it. Is it January 3rd or 4th, Bill? I always get this wrong. Is the last is January 3rd is the day it ends for this period for the non-playoff teams. Yeah, so then you'll have a little bit of a window mid-January for those guys to declare. And there are going to be dudes off those teams, believe me. And if you use your uh your noggin we would assume there'll be some talented kids coming out of there um so we will keep an eye on that there's a couple other transfers i do want to discuss there's one out of ucla that i really want to discuss but first mark you did a review of Derek harman the defensive tackle from michigan state that uh, ohio state has offered we will have an offer evaluation coming up on that our first in the transfer portal as we get used to this new era. Your thoughts on Derek? Don't give away everything because we want people to subscribe, but your general thoughts on the possibility of adding what seems to be a plugger in the middle. Yeah, plugger in the middle is what I like about him. Um, I did a little comparison at the end where the defensive tackles that were starting this year, Mike Hall, Tyleek Williams, uh, they're listed under 300 pounds. Uh, this would be a, a change in that where he's listed at 320, 330 uh, it'd be nice to have that size in the middle there, maybe more of a run stuffer, uh, maybe more a little bit of a yin to the yang. You got the penetrator, the guy that can blow gaps on one side, and uh, Derek on the other side where he's, you know, holding down the fort and taking on the double teams. He played a lot of three technique, and what that means is he was the defensive tackle for Michigan State, and they used him to slant and angle and hit gaps. So he's not just a big guy that can't use his first step to penetrate. But he does look more like a one technique or a nose man where, yeah, he's going to get in the middle. We kind of said he looks like a little bit of a John, Jonathan Hankins where he's got some base in his low end where 
when he sinks his butt and anchors, a double team's not moving him. He can really hold that point. Um, you know, Ohio State's run defense never looked weak, but sometimes they'd say it was a little softer in the middle where you'd maybe get a downhill feel going into it. A guy like this who will, you know, there, there were three plays on this film where he snaps the guard's head back. You can actually see the guard, you know, react to the heavy hand. So this, this is a guy that, you know, is a run stuffer and maybe another tool in the tool belt in that defensive line rotation. You know, there's so much situational football now, whether it's third and two, the you don't want to see the tush push run on you, stuff like that. Guys like this in the middle can be nice little uh, things to throw in there. And maybe early downs, you want to uh, be stout on the run and early downs, he's in there. And then on pass rushing downs, you can get him out. But I'm not going to say he's not a pass rusher. He had a handful of sacks and he hustles and Sometimes those big guys can get a shoulder or get an edge in off of an offensive lineman and just blow right through it. Uh, so very interesting prospect. It'd be nice to see if you could get him in scarlet and gray, especially if we lose a couple of those defensive tackles to the NFL. I would love to see him lined up next to Mike Hall. That is your fire and ice combo up front where you have to double team Harmon and running downs. And then you have a guy next to him who's just a master penetrator. It gives a little yin and yang there, so it'd be awesome. You know, and, and that nose man, you know, you say draws a double team. Even if he holds that second guy for the chip for a little longer, it frees up the linebackers. You know, every – I mean, that's, he has such a big body, and it looked like it got bigger last year. I think he's bigger in, in the later film I've watched on him. Where, yeah, it's tough to get around him up to the linebackers. He can really eat up some space. That, that's one of those hidden value things that you can never quantify unless you're one of these new analytics sports next gen companies that's tracking all these new age, you know, analytics of these guys of, you know, how much, how many times did you take up a double team and your guy didn't get to the linebacker? I mean, that's not a stat we know, but that's the type of guy that would do well in a stat like that. The best years of Ray Lewis's career were when Syracuse and Sam Adams were up front and would draw, they'd suck up the whole line and he would just run free and, drill people. Um, so we will keep an eye on that. One thing I want to mention about the transfer portal that I think is, this is just a little aside for commentary here, and then we'll get into my next guy. It's almost like NFL and free agency. When it happens, it's like intoxicating to look at other players and see how they would fit into your lineup and stuff. But there's usually a reason someone's leaving somewhere else. Um, the best NFL teams are not built through free agency. They're built through the draft, and then they plug holes and take advantage of, of situations. The first thing I look at when a guy pops up in the transfer portal is, one, what role did he play on the team he's coming from? Generally speaking, if you weren't starting and a really good player on your team, why would we expect them to be able to step into one of the more talented teams and play? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. A lot of the guys hitting the portal, go look at the uh, depth chart, that school. Some of them aren't even in the 2D, which brings me to Kamari Ramsey, safety out of UCLA, Bill, um, offered by Ohio State out of high school. Um, in fact, if you go read Greg Biggins, our tremendous West Coast 24-7 guy, he talks about how Ohio State was expected to get his commitment I believe he committed to Stanford and then flipped to UCLA, redshirt freshman, but started as a redshirt freshman on a good power five, big time defense that played well. So what we're looking at here is basically the Davison-Igbenosin template, 
where you get a guy from a major program who you already wanted. I'm not sure if we offered Igbenosa in the first. My general thing is here, we want guys who were young stars at other programs. Bill, do you think they have a decent shot with Kamari Ramsey? Do you remember anything about his recruitment? And as we have said now, don't burn bridges in recruitment. Um, it's coming back around. William? Yeah, I remember, uh, first thing I remember is talking to him pretty often when he was in high school. Uh, Ohio State, as you mentioned, Dan, <clears throat> did offer him a scholarship. They were recruiting him. He was absolutely interested, as, as Greg Biggins said, that uh, at one point it looked like he might end up at Ohio State, but then that didn't happen. But, um, you know, I kind of look back at some of the things that he and I talked about. No doubt he had a strong interest in the Buckeyes. Um, so it made sense that he would uh, be interested in Ohio State again. He is going to visit both Ohio State and Washington this weekend. It's as we've talked about. That's uh, I think as you and I. That's quite a difference there. You're uh, going from almost one side of the country to the other side of the other side of the United States all in one weekend. Uh, but he, that's exactly what he's going to do. Um, the other thing I think is very interesting with Kamari Ramsey is is that if he wants to. He's got three years of eligibility left, yep. and uh, you know that's something that uh, can be very enticing for someone like Ohio State. If you get him and he does what you think he can do, you might have your safety and a really good one for at least two years and maybe even three, but probably two. So th those things are all very interesting. And um, also I want to get back real quick to we were talking about the quarterbacks. Um, if you look at it, the, the four names that we've talked about the most have been Riley Leonard, Cam mm -hmm. Ward, Will Howard, and Dante Moore. And th those are, to some extent, the big four. And only one of them has made a decision so far, and we're in the second week of the portal. And that one that made a decision we talked about more than once, it was going to be Notre Dame, and that's exactly what it was. The other three guys are still out there. I don't think Cam Ward um, – I don't see that one with Ohio State, but Will Howard's still out there. So, again, they've got their plan, and they're going to execute that plan and all, um, but they don't – they're not going to just be panic and take a quarterback. Yeah, I don't – it's it's interesting. The national media, if you and, – and I understand this because Ohio State's a national brand and quarterback is low-hanging fruit when you're talking about headlines and such, but if you go to these national pundits, everyone is saying how – Ward is a perfect uh, fit for Ohio State, except they never have any quotes from anyone associated with Ohio State. I haven't heard anything about them going after Ward more than I think there was a cursory phone call or early on, possibly. But it does seem like Ward is down in the South. Uh, he visited Miami and is going to visit Florida State. So uh, I don't see that happening, which brings us to Devin Brown. Ohio State met with the media yesterday, and Devin Brown showed you that he is a confident young man. Um, he is going to start the Cotton Bowl, and it does seem like if he plays, you know, great, that uh, he's possibly secured the job for the future. Mark, what's your vibe on this? Do you think Devin Brown showed you enough that you have optimism mm -hmm. he could do it? Uh, he, they had kind of the uh, wildcat package with him in there. I don't know what you'd technically call it. Um, and then he got hurt. But uh, certainly a different personality than Kyle. Kyle's your more reserved, stoic type. And uh, 
Devin Brown is posting uh, tweets about burning the boats. So uh, your thoughts on the possible quarterback situation at Ohio State with the incumbents? Yeah, um, I think if we go back a year <laughs> from now, it was supposed to be a 50-50 battle where they were neck and neck. You know, maybe it got to 52-48 someday, 60-40. Uh, there were probably days that Devin Brown was probably the better quarterback because if Mikhail McCord was the better quarterback every day, they would have named the starter coming out of spring. Um, and they wanted to keep him around. Maybe they kept that battle close to maybe keep him around for a day like this where they could make this decision, you know, if it didn't go. So it's not like this should be uh, out of left field. He, he's been right there with the starter. And to your point, at a point during the season, they said, you know what, let's get Devin Brown on the field. He deserves reps. He deserves a package. He has skills that we want to showcase, use, you know, make him a part of this, give him some ownership in this year. Uh, I think all those things lead up to a point where here's your chance. Um, out of my next breath is this is going to be a limited sample size. Um, the, the, the most important part of this is probably the weeks leading up to the game where the coaches get to work with them. There's going to be a lot of practices where they get to see him as the man, see how he handles being the man, uh, runs the offense, commands the other guys in the huddle. Does he feel like the dude? You know, do you, do you say, okay, wow, you know, a lot of this quarterback stuff, and I know Bill will probably give some examples of there were a lot of teams that had two quarterbacks that were very good. Steve Young and Joe Montana were on the same team for a while. I mean, that's going back. But I know you could probably name a bunch of situations like that where, you hope this is a situation. Ohio State's a school where you would have two guys that talented. Um, if it's not Devin Brown, you know, the most athletic quarterbacks are left on the roster, whether it's uh, Keen Holtz or Aaron Noland and Devin Brown. These guys can all run. So if we're going to maybe usher in another dimension of quarterback, I think these are the quarterbacks that, you know, signal that in a little bit. You may see a little more uh, – scrambling maybe a few run called plays out of the quarterback position i think some of those quarterback trays may open up pretty nicely for the right guy uh, might be a nice addition but i worry if he struggled in a bowl game or had a great bowl game you know it would be reading into it too much um, i will say this i you know you, there was comments where he says he feels really good um, if you put bill or dan into that lamborghini and let him drive it and that's kind of what the ohio state offense is you feel really good driving around campus running that offense. I mean, you you know, it's really could make a lot of guys feel good about their talents, whipping balls out to those receivers and the type of speed and protection you're working with. It, it'd be a fun offense. So I, I'd be feeling good too, if I was him. Yeah. There's a conversation in the NFL going now about game managers, um, which generally means you're on a team with a bunch of talent and you're like a point guard. Um, it's the Brock Purdy discussion. So. We get that. Bill, I want to talk about this. Rachel Brown, Ryan Day didn't think he has it, obviously, he being Devin Brown. I get the sense that uh, since yesterday in Devin Brown's chatter, Bill, Ohio State's fandom is split. 50%, I don't know, percentages is a guess, but you got a bunch of people who are behind Devin Brown and think, you know, he just needs his chance, let's go. And then you've got other people who think, Devin Brown was beat out by Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord was not to the level we wanted. So there's no way Devin Brown could be good enough to be Ohio State's quarterback. Do you, what do you make of that theory, Bill? I think if he goes out and has a spectacular game against Missouri and Ohio State wins, then that'll, uh, 
calm the angst of the people that are against uh, Devin Brown, at least for, for the time being. But um, I, I, I think back to when the competition was going on and um, from all reports and everything I was told, it was a very close competition. And in fact, um, you know, I heard a number of things that the coaching staff was even split on the decision that uh, there were people on the coaching staff that favored Devin Brown and people that favored uh, Kyle McCord. So uh, it is not impossible for uh, someone to not win the job initially, but come back and be very good. And I look up just north for a good example where um, initially McCarthy didn't win that job um, but he came back, he stayed with it, came back and, and then he did win that job. And the other guy transferred out of Michigan. If you need a more, uh, local example, it's a little bit further back, but I believe Troy Smith got beat out. And I believe Joe Burrow got beat out at Ohio state. So and they have a Card- track record. Go ahead. Cardell Jones came out of nowhere to save the season and, Using the logic of, well, hey, Braxton Miller beat him out. He must not be, you know, well, he was okay. You know, so Ohio State's a place where that happens. How about the fact that JT Barrett and Braxton Miller beat him out and he still made it? So, I mean, we've got some precedent here. Um, I'm going to read our second ad before I make my uh, day comment here. One sec, gentlemen. I've got to get the computer going correctly. There you go. Nuts and balls. That's what Dave and I say. Balls and nuts. Here we go. Nuts.com. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's candy factory? This is actually a tremendous gift. Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that. Nuts.com. At the grocery store, you can get pecans. But do you want bourbon pecans, sweet and spicy pecans, pecan brittle, or butter toffee pecans? If you're eager to try these, head to nuts.com to see hundreds of different varieties of nuts they offer. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. We have gotten this product, and I will echo the sentiment. It is the freshest stuff you'll ever get. They uh, pack it and ship it the day it's made. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com backslash bucknuts. That's nuts.com backslash bucknuts. Bill, Mark, I get the sense that people think Ryan Day doesn't know anything about quarterbacks anymore. And we've kind of drifted off to me what is reality. We've still had every quarterback before Kyle McCord under Day go to the Heisman ceremony. Uh, there's a certain quarterback in the NFL that seems to be using his tutelage as a rookie to uh, some avail. Do you get the sense that uh, Day has lost his way choosing quarterbacks? Or do you get the sense that – I kind of get the sense that the GM Day has let down the coach Day at times. Mark, I'll let you take that first. I get the sense that there's maybe a coliseum aspect to Ohio State football where if you don't win over the crowd 
and not just 50%, like we've kind of seen in this chat today, like I'm on the other 50%, like right now there is a 50-50 out there. And it's because of the mentality of Ohio State fans. They expect to win. You know, it's like the gladiator. We expect, we know the outcome. We don't, we're just here to watch the known outcome. And, and when you don't get that known outcome, you get to a 50-50. And I think Kyle McCord, for lack of a better term, has to be the gladiator, go out there and win the crowd, like Bill said, and come away looking like the man, like, wow, we have our dude. And then you have this, you know, full-throated support from everybody and everything feels, you know, warm and fuzzy at Ohio State. But right now, I don't think it's, you know, Ryan Day that's kind of letting them down. I think we're in a transition period of quarterbacks. And, again, so many people have said it, and this is, you know, how many throws was Kyle McCord away from beating Michigan, just like Notre Dame? I'm one who thought the two throws at Notre Dame were a little bit lucky. And if and I remember the message boards about six minutes before those throws were made, and it was, yeah, it was get rid of everyone again. So, you know, we, this is a weird, you know, thing at Ohio State that you have to navigate. This isn't Kent State or, you know, Ball State or some of these schools where, these these opinions aren't so highly charged and so many people have so many you know irons in the fire here. I mean, this is really a tough place, but I wouldn't say he, he doesn't know quarterbacking. That's a pretty brash statement. I just think that, hey, this is a weird situation. You know, like you, your quarterback's gone, you have another one in waiting. And in most years, you would never, you would be so happy with the three guys on your roster. I really think Aaron Nolan and Keen Holtz and the next guy coming are big time, but we won it yesterday and and that's the fan base at Ohio State it's it's really it's really unique and it's, it puts a lot of pressure on you Bill yeah and Mark mentioned the next guy coming after that that's Tavian St. Clair who I uh I think is going to be an absolutely great quarterback for Ohio great. State and I not that I don't think Aaron Nolan is going to be good or even Devin Brown or whatever but uh Davian St. Clair has everything that you could possibly want in a quarterback. So quarterback recruiting is still good. It's beyond good. Yeah, there's still good quarterbacks on the roster. Devin Brown. um, Remember how happy everyone was when he committed to Ohio State and he, he said, I don't care who's there. I'll compete with anyone. And that's what he's doing. And he, he could turn out to be a very good quarterback. Wouldn't surprise me at all for Ohio State. Those that, and there's not many of these people, but those that want to jettison day, the main reason you wouldn't do that is his ability to consistently add elite quarterbacks to the fold. We take that for granted so badly. Go look at some of the, if if you don't have a good quarterback at one of these schools to start your season, you're in real trouble. As much as everyone takes shots at Kyle McCord and, you know, I wasn't thrilled all the time. They lost one game on the road at the team that finished number one in the college football playoff, and they had the ball with a chance to win at the end of the game. How many other Division I programs would trade with you? Plenty. Now, I realize that's not the standard here, but um, we shall see. All right. One more interesting thing, and you won't hear Michigan fans talking about this. Many Ohio State veterans are coming back for the bowl game. Um, a lot of them met yesterday. 
with the media. The only guys out there now, you guys can, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong. JT has not declared officially. Marvin has not declared officially. Um, I think everyone else is in. If I'm wrong, please correct me on that. But guys like Tyleek Williams, Jack Sawyer, et cetera, are going to play in the game. How that affects their, excuse me, Trayvon Henderson has not yet uh, announced what he's doing. That's my fault. Those are three big names, by the way. Uh, JT, uh, Marvin, and Trey. But there's a lot of dudes playing in this game. You are going to get an Ohio State football team out there. I think they're, when the Cotton Bowl was announced, people thought we were going to send out uh, Olin Tangy Liberty to the game instead of Ohio State. But uh, I think we're going to be in, in much better shape than expected. What, Mark, from a general sense, what do you think this says about the program when you've got this many guys playing in the game when the expected exodus was upon us. Yeah, if those are the only three, those might be the three highest draft picks to, you know, be rated by some gurus. And the only thing that's keeping them out is millions of dollars. You know, like I think you know, like a lot of them would want to play, but I, I know there's an agent somewhere telling those guys that, hey, you know, at some point this is about you and not them anymore. And your future is worth X. And if you sprain an ankle, tear a ligament, do something like that. And there's Jake Butt comes to mind. There's, you know, a few other guys that have, you know, got hurt in these bowl games and they'll point to them. And, you know, you hate that to be the reason, but that would be the only reason keeping them away. It seems like guys want to play. It seems like if they are lower round draft picks, they want to raise their stock. But I think it's more about if there's a game to be played, the, the heart of a football player just doesn't couldn't sit at home and watch their brothers on, on the couch unless there were millions of dollars, literally life-changing money on the line. And I think that's what's swaying some of those, you know, higher name kids is just the common sense of what the, their next step, the day after that game, their next step is all about that money. And it's like, they're almost taking that step early. Uh, it's a digression. I hate this about college football. I've hated it for years. You know, I can't wait till it gets to 12 teams. Cause these, Bowl games, it just shows you, and it's not an Ohio State problem. It's mm. a college football problem. It's not unique just to, oh, they, they, when they get done here, Ryan Day has them worn out and they all want to leave. No, it, this is every kid that has an NFL hopeful, they're all backing out of these games. But it just cheapens the games, and, and the fans know it, the kids know it. It's, you know, the, some of these other schools, you see the false hype they have going into these games. Like, oh, we're so excited to go with what? 70% of your roster, the other half transferred, a bunch of your seniors don't want to play. It screams that these games just need to be tinkered with where they do have value again. And the players, you know, they, they got to do something. I don't know what the answer is, but the, the 12-team playoff is going to have to be a step in the right direction. Sorry for that digression. No, but I think the genie's out of the bottle. One guy I missed, Chad Stryker, who's a tremendous. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Devotee of the show, uh, Tommy Eichner, because of his elbow, probably won't play in the game. Yeah, if you're injured, you obviously you should not play. But the theory that you're going to – the injury thing I get, but it's not 1977. You could get hurt in a bowl game. And if you're good, it's not going to affect your draft status that much. Um, in fact, you know, I, Dan, Dan, I actually agree with that from yeah. a scout's perspective. Like, hey, uh, Ohio State Travion Henderson gets hurt in the bowl game. It's a little ankle or a little knee. As a scout, I'm saying, good. We, might get, more. Him the, yeah, we might get him in the fourth or fifth round now. now. Not just that, but the fact that he was willing to play. That Yeah. So I like it. Yeah. And I don't, but I get the players are being taught and brainwashed a little bit. You, you don't play, but I, but I'm with you. I, I, I would, well, I was play. thrilled not to cut you off, but I was thrilled that Emeka Egbuka announced he's going to play in this game because we should gear the game plan around him to make him the Jackson Smith and Jigba of this game. Right. Yep. I cannot stress this enough. And Mr. Bucknuts and I used to have this out all the time, but every single person who comes to Ohio state, sees themselves as an NFL player. Every single one, maybe not the walk-ons. And I'll bet you we even have a few walk-ons that do. I'll guarantee we have among the highest walk-on percentage believing they're going to the NFL of any team or with Georgia and Alabama. So you have to view that. That's the not taking that into account when you're thinking about recruiting or whether a guy's going to stay or not. That's just foolish. This is what they're here for. Now, Mr. Bucknuts cared nothing about a guys in the NFL, but it's a major determining factor in the way the guys make decisions. Excuse me. Also, um, sorry about with the um, with the guys that have all declared that they're coming back. Um, not one of those guys really surprised me because every one of them, um, from what I understand truly doesn't know what they're going to do yet next season if they're going to come back to Ohio State next season or go into the draft. And part of that is that they don't have their uh, paperwork back from the NFL yet. So while you're waiting, you know, why wouldn't you come back and play another game? Um, You know, those guys didn't surprise me one bit that they're all coming back. Um, That leaves, as you mentioned, three guys, Dan, and – the only one that would really surprise me if he did come back is Marvin. I would be sh- pretty surprised, very surprised, shocked if he comes back. But if you told me JT was coming back or if you told me Travion was coming back, that wouldn't shock me. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen for sure, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, so uh, for those guys to be the three out there makes sense, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, – any of them came back to Ohio State other than Marvin. I, I like Mr. Bucknuts is that line of thinking there where, boy, like these kids, you, you think they're brotherhood for life and Ohio State for life. And, and Ohio State fans, they're college football fans. Some of them don't even watch the NFL. Some of them could care That's- less on Sundays what is even going on. And once you leave Ohio State for whatever reason, you're off the radar forever. But 
boy, do these players, you're right. Their whole reason for being here is the NFL. It's like a mutually, you know, like relationship. Where, that's fine. Yeah, and that's fine. We, we use them. They use us. But the fandom where you're really a fan, it, it doesn't compute. Where why doesn't this guy want to, you know, sell his soul to Ohio State the way I love Ohio State? And, you know, they, they don't see – they see it almost as selfish. And, and I think there's a fine line between a selfish player and a, and a team player. But I think they, it can be a mutual thing. You can be selfish and a team player. Uh, it, this is a real neat discussion. I'm, I think it's uh, interesting. We could talk about this for a while because, yeah. yeah that's like, a good one. The, the brotherhood and the, the, what college football used to be, you know, a four- or five-year experience with the same 120 guys and – that is no longer what this is. So it's going to be harder and harder to maintain, I guess, a Mr. Bucknuts perspective where I don't care about the NFL and what goes on after. Yeah, but this minor league football. No, no, this is just, I want to make some points here. You are a donk. Okay, bud? You're going to get banned and stuff. Ohio State is a minor league program is about the dumbest thing you can say. You, if you're going to come here and, and, and have some uh, comedy, bring it. But you Michigan donks who come over here and just aren't creative in any way. You know what? That might, not, that might not be meant like that. I think he means that college football is the minor leagues. Maybe that comment wasn't meant as a, a dig That's like that. Is. But I, I get that, yeah, it could be like we're not a minor. But all of college football, because of this free agency, has become Strike that from the record then. That's yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll help maybe save that poster from being banned and just misunderstood poster. I, I did oh, think the same thing. Minor league in that Ohio State is like all the other, uh, like Alabama, Georgia, AAA, and then yeah. you go to the majors type thing. Yeah, is what Mark is getting but, at, which okay, is the NFL. Okay. But that's not. When did that change? Don't we all haven't we always had a draft? How is it not? Yeah, but I, I think this. Free agency, the way we're talking right now, just puts a fine point on. Yeah, it's just minor league football now. I, I we could debate that, but I, we know well, we all know if it is. On. It's the highest level of the minor leagues, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I, I think that's a compliment. I, it really is. I mean, you're the for, you know the next step is the majors. Yeah. Oh well. Look, yeah, I, I, that that could be a Michigan shot. Yeah. Uh, whatever it was, and believe me, that's going to get cut up and aggregated and put on the Michigan site. There's these uh, there's these things when your staff here that you get these alerts when your name is mentioned. And I got one yesterday, and it had a different color to it. I'd never gotten one that color, so I clicked on it, and it was someone cut up my Mozzie Smith joke about getting off the snap, um, being part of the uh, Connor Stallion thing, and put it on the Michigan Insider Um your boy, uh, Mozzie Smith, better be good because Hankins is hurt. Mozzie's stepping into the starting lineup, so we'll see if he uh, was stallions or not. Um, yeah, I apologize to dude if I uh, jumped off the handle there, but that lets you know how many donks we got coming over here, um, and I apologize for that. All right, Bill, Coy Parrish, Minnesota safety, committed to Minnesota. Um Ohio State offered, some other schools offered. He visited Ohio State. I believe Florida State was next up on his visit list. That was canceled. Now it is final pitch for Minnesota, final pitch for Ohio State. Your vibe. 
We've got a big weekend and a big few days after that coming up here. Um, Coy Parrish is going to get visited by Minnesota today. Going to be an assistant coach because uh, P.J. Fleck has already made his home visit. So Minnesota is going to go in and, and visit him today. Uh, he believes that Ohio State will be coming Sunday. Ohio State's practicing today, tomorrow. He believes they will be coming in Sunday. Ryan Day, he thinks, will be there. Perry Iliano is definitely going to visit him again. Uh, Perry yesterday was in a little bit warmer place. He was in sunny Florida to see Leroy Roker, the safety commitment. Um, but I look for him to be this weekend in Minnesota, probably with Ryan Day. And then Coy Parrish is going to make his final decision and announce it either Monday or Tuesday. So that'll be, even though he's not an early graduate, he is playing basketball and he's really good at that sport. He's going to stay and play his basketball season at his high school. He'll do track at his high school. Won't be an early grad, but he is, this is important, going to sign with someone, either Ohio State or Minnesota, on Wednesday. Um, and then leading into to the Wednesday, we've got some big official visits this weekend. Uh, we've got from the portal, linebacker uh, Caleb Elarms Orm from Cal is visiting Ohio State this weekend. We've got Kamari Ramsey. We've talked about him visiting Ohio State this weekend. And unless something changes at the last minute, Trey Moore, the 14-sack defensive end out of Texas San Antonio is visiting this weekend. So, um, and then also, don't forget about the high school kids. As I mentioned, um, I had an article on Bucknuts last night. Maxwell Riley, really good offensive tackle from uh, uh, Northeast Ohio, class of 2026. He's going to visit Ohio State for practice tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure he will not be the only high school kid visiting Ohio State this weekend. I'll be doing more work on that. Uh, so this weekend... Going into next week and National Signing Day on Wednesday, going to be really important. All right. We are going to finish with something that's incredible. Um, I am going to share with you what we have heard on the carjacking story from Glenville. Um, what an amazing, scary uh, situation. Um, I'll comment on what we've heard, and then you guys can can say what happened. So the three uh, coaches who were at Glenville were uh, the defensive backs coach Walton, head coach Day, tight ends coach Keenan Bailey. So coach Walton had arrived. They came in three different cars. Coach Walton arrived at the school first. He was inside the school. Demarion Witten and his dad were coming to meet Key Bailey at the school. As they were being let in, they let the individual know that they just witnessed a carjacking or they saw the after effects of it. And it was Keenan Bailey who was carjacked. So word is Keenan Bailey was sitting in his car in the parking lot, looking at his laptop. Um, noticed some people had come to the car, thought it was the coaches, closed his laptop, got ready. And it was ski masks and nine millimeters or guns. Um, they took the car. So then as Ryan Day is pulling up, uh, the coach, greets him and says, I can't believe you were just carjacked. He says, what's going on? I don't know what you're talking about. As they're standing there, Keenan Bailey comes walking up the street and says, I was just carjacked. So an incredibly crazy situation, uh, scary. Um, 
I did note that Ohio State's announcement was coach is fine and back on the road recruiting, meaning we don't miss a beat here, even after experiences at gunpoint. Bill, have you ever heard us? You are the one to ask this question, and I'm not <laughs> taking a shot at your veteran status here. You've seen a lot in recruiting. Was this the first carjacking recruiting story you've heard? <laughs> it sure was. And uh, like you said, that's a scary situation. And if you if you're a little bit more detail, you know, th- it was a, uh, a group of four high school kids ranging in age from uh, 15 to 17 or 18. And um, like you said, that's a scary situation. And but it didn't deter Keenan Bailey. You know, the next day he was in Canada. I saw that. Stopping, stopping to see Max LeBlanc. Their other Those tight end French. Um, Then uh, uh, either that day or the I think the day after that, he was offering a scholarship to a 2026 tight end in Georgia. So he is not to be deterred. Mark, have you ever, ever heard of anything so outlandish? Unfortunately, yeah. You know, like I, I can't think of it, but I think having been to these schools a lot and Glenville's not the only one. Uh, I go to a lot of places where you, you, you know, you, you drive in and you look both ways, but here's what's disappointing to me is, you know, sports has been this one thing and children have been this one thing where I don't want to say criminals know it, they're off limits, but you see criminals hanging out at football games, but they worship the athletes. They worship the coaches. I'm sure there's criminals out there that love Ohio state and love Michigan and, you know, love NFL teams. And they don't look to, you know, criminalize their uh, idols. I, and I, I, sometimes I feel like as a teacher, coach player, that when you go into those areas, you're kind of off limits that, you know, people don't mess with you. Like the school's like a safe zone. I mean, I don't know if that's the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life, but well, it's true. It's a fact. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like a drug free zone. It's a, it's like, Hey, criminals, you got the whole city to be criminals, go do your thing. And we're not saying go be criminals, but Hey, if there's one area, come on, leave the churches, the hospitals, the kids, the schools, the, coach, the schools. I know the college the campuses. Yeah. The school shootings, this goes in the whole thing. Like that's an off limit zone to me. And I, and I, sometimes I feel like when I go into these places, Maybe I feel too comfortable that, hey, I'm one of the good guys. I'm here as a, you know, school represent or something. But boy, just to think that these kids all over this country, not just Cleveland, grow up in situations where a block away is impending doom, you know, and the street smarts and the type of things they have to have to navigate that on a daily basis. And, you know, having been to these places, I got to up my street smarts and remember, you know, Make sure there's no one around when you get out of the car. I mean, because you're not if, if an Ohio State coach and any coach and any human is not safe there, it, it really is a scary situation. And boy, how, how quickly, you know, the, you, you just think that could have been so sideways for young kids and adults. And it just it, 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 there's a desperation out there that maybe we don't all understand. But boy, I wish the school zones were safe from it. So my mom was a teacher in Bedford Stuyvesant in Brooklyn in the late 1960s and early 70s. Google that. Um, Bed-Stuy. The, the Nets have a jersey that says Bed-Stuy, okay? Um, she could walk the streets as easily, and she said they knew she was a teacher. She was protected. Couldn't have been more safe. So at least uh, we hope these guys are safe on the road. 
got to go into some tough neighborhoods. That lets you, some of these kids are facing some tough challenges, man. The kids that got to live there and get out of there, that is tough stuff. So uh, we hope this doesn't have a lasting effect. We know Ohio State will be back at Glenville. That's for darn sure. Um, and we appreciate you guys stopping by. Didn't want to end on a downer there, but we had some information. We wanted to share it. And uh, we are glad everyone is safe. We hope you are the same. Most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.